You're listening to the Alpha Man Project with your host, Ted Rice. Would you like to be bigger, leaner, and stronger? Do you want to develop the confidence to go after what you want in life? Or how about becoming the man that women want to be with? It doesn't matter if you're a successful CEO or working 9 to 5. We're here once a week to empower you to reach your full potential so you can live life on your own terms. You deserve greatness. Now it's time to make it happen. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe to the podcast feed. Follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook. Find it all at alphamanproject.com. Now back to the show. Absolutely. Well, I've studied some brain science, some, you know, neuroscience, but yes, no, you put that so well. And for you guys listening, if some of the jargon kind of, maybe you're not familiar with it, the corpus callosum and neuronal pathways, but just know that it's doing these things like martial arts, dancing, things that incorporate both sides, your body and your upper and lower body at the same time. It's going to help your brain actually age better. It's anti-aging. And John, when you were saying that, I was just thinking of the time that I met Elio Gracie. When he was in his 90s, he taught a seminar down here in the Gracie Academy. I never trained there, but I went there for the seminar that he put on. And man, the guy was sharp. He's 90 years old and he had everything going. Of course, that is an N equals one example, but you know, that was just so powerful, man. I love how you bring it down to like the science of what's going on in your brain. That is so cool, man. And I know some perspectives have been changed just listening to you talk about that. Let's move on to something a little bit, maybe more familiar for the guys. Something you say is that people think small and it needs to change. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, it's funny. People either love Donald Trump or they hate him. He's kind of polarizing like Howard Stern. You know, people either love him, yeah. love him or hate him. But you have to admire his thought process in terms of doing things on a grand scale. And no one in the middle of anything is ever remembered. Even nothing in the middle of a list is ever remembered. Like if you had to remember a list of 10 or 12 items, you'll probably remember one or two at the beginning and maybe one in the end, but you often forget the ones in the middle, right? If you were to recall 10 items in the list. Sure. So people who are also in the middle of life, in the middle of anything, are not making the noise. Now, even on politics, whether you're left or right or whatever, the people who are crazy on either extreme are the ones you remember. You may love them or hate them, but you remember them, right? So you have to be the person on the fringe. It doesn't mean you're crazy or you do bad stuff, but you need to do things that are memorable and big. So, you know, imagine if Bill Gates thought small, if Steve Jobs thought small, if Gandhi or Mother Teresa thought small, or any of these people, if Oprah thought small, right? Yeah. We wouldn't have a lot of the cool stuff we have now based on their efforts. I mean, Steve Jobs has changed the world almost more than, you know, maybe Bezos from Amazon. These guys have changed the world more than almost anyone or anything ever in the history of the world. And that's a fact. So if they thought small, we wouldn't have these cool things that we all benefit from. You cannot... Basically, what happens is people don't want to offend people. It doesn't right. mean to be rude, again, or an a-hole. But you have to be decisive in your opinion and your stance on something. Because if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything, right? Right. But also, if you don't polarize to some degree, if you don't know who you offend, you also have no idea who you attract. It doesn't mean you're mean or bad to the people that you may polarize you know, against. But you need to be decisive and clear about what it is and who you stand for. And then you rally your tribe. 
and that's the way you do it. Whether that's personal, professional, relational, you know, whatever it is, but you have to be clear and decisive. You can't be a wallflower and I want to, it's like in marketing, you know, who's your target market? It's everybody. No, it's not. <laughs> that's not marketing. That's a shotgun blast. Right. So that's not, you know, my target market is everybody. There's no product that is right for everyone except maybe toilet paper, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, that's a great point. And you gave some great examples and you kind of gave a way of putting that in action. But do you have any other practical steps how we can change our small thinking? Yeah, basically stop majoring in minor things. Mm. Stop majoring in minor things. And so some examples are stop doing remedial tasks that waste your time. You know, either eliminate it, automate it, outsource it, or blow it up. Forget it. If it's a remedial thing, and that goes for trivial crap that bothers you about people. Fire, fire people from your life who are jackasses. I don't care if they're your family, your friends, your colleagues, coworkers, subordinates. It doesn't matter. Fire them if they're a-holes and they're affecting your life adversely. Get rid of them. Life's too short. Why bother? So then you're, because you only have so much energy to delegate throughout the day. And if you're delegating your energy with a-holes, right, then how far are you going to get? And if you're majoring in minor things and you're eating up your time with low-level remedial tasks that are below your skill set and pay grade, I think I said that right, then it's not worth your time. And, yeah. you know, if you're not good at something, you know, people say, oh, I got to bring up those skills. I got to really, you know, make those skills better. Those are majoring in minor things. Look, I don't know how to use Excel spreadsheet very well. I just don't. Never learn. Don't care. I have a bookkeeper and an accountant who do it for me. Don't care. And I'll outsource it on Elance or Fiverr if I need something done. But instead, I can focus on things that I know will make a lot of money and help a lot of people which allows me to easily pay for the person who can do the QuickBooks stuff. Or not QuickBooks, but that's it. Yeah, Excel. Excel. Okay, Excel, yes. Yeah, know. you don't even know the name because you don't waste <laughs> your time have, with it. I don't yeah. even know how to do QuickBooks either. I have someone who does it. I never learned it. Don't care. Because if I took the time to try to figure that out, I can't do the big things that will make the most difference for the most people in the world. It doesn't work that way. So you have to, sometimes you have to at least know what you don't know and know how to hire the person who can do what you don't know or don't like, and then focus on the big things. A real simple way of doing this is like, if you absolutely despise something, don't waste your time trying to figure it out because you're already behind. And you're never gonna be happy while you're doing it, so that's kind of silly. But figure out what you're worth per hour. Whatever it is, everyone has a different number, but figure out what you're worth per hour. And then if any of that work can be outsourced or automated or delegated for less than your worth per hour, then those are the things that you eliminate first so you can focus on the big stuff. It's that simple. Wow, that is powerful. So guys, if you're washing your car or cleaning your house or trying to do your QuickBooks or your Excel spreadsheets and your time is worth more than the person you would pay to take care of that, then outsource it. And John, that's something that I learned from you many years ago, that mindset. And it's something that I put into my life. And man, I don't do the editing for this podcast. I don't do a lot of things for this podcast because I'm not very good at it. I like to get on with great minds like yourself, ask questions, talk, get the knowledge, help other guys learn from you know the experience, what they can learn from you. And that's what I'm good at. So guys, that is priceless information right there. And I hope you are going to take that to heart and apply it into your life. And John, something you said brings us to another thing that you talk about. You 
like to say that people need to upgrade their friends and their coaches. Can you talk about what that is and how we need to upgrade? Okay. Yeah, I touched on it a minute ago, but essentially, as I'm getting older, I'm 45 now, and I realize that life is short. It's a bummer, but it's true. And I don't want to be around any person who's negative. So maybe I have a list. It's naysayers, fun suckers, battery drainers, energy vampires, and generally negative people. Yes, there you go. <laughs> that, that can include your closest family. That can include your boss, your coworkers, your colleagues, your customers, people at the gym, the people that you see at the coffee shop, people that you may share the lunchroom with, depending on where you're working. Stay away from those people. They're like a freaking cancer. Stay away from them. Or if, if you know, dream crushers, you know, people who say that you're being ostentatious or outrageous or outlandish with your dreams and no one can do that. And that if people don't support your goals, if someone is an expert, a high, high, high level expert in something and they're saying, you know what, I'm not sure if that's a good idea, then you could, that has merit. But if you're taking stock advice from the guy who just made your breakfast at Denny's, you know, <laughs> you really, I mean, he might be a cool dude, but that's probably not who you should be listening to for things like that. Or someone who bags your groceries, you know, shouldn't be giving you workout tips unless they're, you know, maybe a pro bodybuilder or something, even then. So be cautious of who you're seeking advice from, but eliminate people who just don't support you and don't allow you to grow. So basically, you know, I heard the other day someone say it was six people. I've always said five. I mean, ultimately, it's close enough. Five or six people, the five or six people that you spend the vast majority of your time with, you will earn within about 20% of their income. Wow. That's a statistical fact. So who's in your inner circle? Who are your five or six people that you spend most of your time with? I guarantee it. If you think about it right now, you probably all earn within about 20% of each other. And they may not be nice people, but if they're just like never going to progress in life, you know, a great way of doing this is when you go back to your high school reunion and you're like, holy crap, who are these people <laughs> hanging out with, right? Right. It is frightening. That is the greatest either motivational booster or demoralizing day of your life is going back to your 10 and 20 year high school reunion and saying what people have done with their life. Really, really bizarre. So, and also upgrade your coaches. You know, we talked about that. I've made a point to allocate a certain amount of money each month to hiring the very best coaches I can for everything I want to excel at in life. I have five martial arts coaches. I have a personal coach. I have a financial coach. I have a financial planner. I have an accountant. And I have two business mentors. Wow. That is quite a team behind you. And because I know I don't know. Right. Yeah. And I'm willing to learn. It's okay. Yeah. That is such great advice. And actually, John, you're a coach of mine, or you've been a coach of mine, and actually you're coaching me right now. And that's what <laughs> this podcast is kind of about. This is for you guys listening. I'm your coach, and John's your coach, and all the guests are your coaches, and we're trying to upgrade your life. We're trying to inspire you to do more and become better versions of yourself so you get what you want out of life. You got one time to do this thing. So, you know, there's no reason to play small, play big, just like John talked about earlier. And John, I know you have to leave soon because you're a super busy guy, but you are so successful and you have all these different businesses and you have like 70 different products. And guys, you should check out John at johnspencerellis.com. I'll have it in the notes. But you go there and check out everything John has to offer, especially if you're in the fitness business. But John, the last question I want to ask you is, why are most people falling short of what they want in life? And something you say is that people are doing things backwards. 
Can you explain what you mean by that? Well, they are doing it backwards. A lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people are. But also it goes back to thinking small and being around the wrong people. Absolutely, those are two huge major contributing factors without a doubt, undeniable. Great. But when I say doing it backwards, this is what I mean. People, and I'm generalizing you guys, I'm just generalizing, but more often than not, what I've seen when people come to me and they say, hey, I'm having some challenges and I want to really elevate my game here. They are not focusing on the end goal, the end game, but they're playing it out day by day and kind of just seeing it unravel. And they may say, well, it's like when I work with people in the fitness industry and they say, well, I want to have a small studio and I want to be able to do small group training and maybe we'll do some martial arts conditioning and I want to have kettlebells and TRX and we're going to do body weight training and I'm going to sell nutritional supplements. That's awesome. Those businesses can make multiple six and seven figures. However, that's telling me what you want to do now, but it doesn't tell me how you want to live. Mm. So what you need to do is decide, this is really important, please write this down. Yeah. What is your ideal average day? And I say average because it's important because your ideal day could be maybe with a supermodel somewhere and you're having a cocktail on a beautiful beach with turquoise waters and that would be awesome, but the fact that that probably won't happen every day. So what is your ideal average day? An ideal average day, these are the things you take into consideration. How much sleep would you get? Yes, that's probably one of the most important things. How much sleep did you get? What was the quality of your sleep? How vivid were your dreams and what was the quality of your dreams? I know it sounds weird, you guys. I know I'm not getting woo-woo here, I promise you. This, <laughs> this all matters. It really, I swear it matters. All those things. And then, you know, what would you like to have for breakfast? How refreshed do you feel when you wake up? Who's going to be at breakfast with you? Are you going to enjoy your coffee in the morning? What are you going to do for your workout? Who are you going to be working out with? How much time are you going to spend working out? What are you going to do to contribute back to the world or to your church or your charity or nonprofit or your, you know, your mission? What is that? You got to give back somehow, some way to someone or some group. You know, how much money will you have in the bank specifically, not a roundabout, but a specific number? How much money will you have to spend each day on the things that you want to do? What kind of work will you be doing specifically and where will you be doing that? What does your house look like? Who do you live with? Who do you wake up next to in the morning? What do you like to go for dinner each night? I know I'm trying to paint a picture here, right? Yeah. This is important because the more specificity that you have, the more detailed you are, the more vivid the color, the more realistic it can be. You know, like think about the smells and the sounds and the different associations, the different senses you can use to make this real. And this is an average day. Every average day you wake up to this awesome experience. Then you work backwards. You work backwards because a lot of people say, well, I just, you know, believe it and you can achieve it and I just hold the vision. <laughs> if you're just telling yourself a story and you're not there yet, then you don't know how to get there. So you need to create that vision, make it very, very real. But then you take the stepping stones backwards every step to where you are now and then you know how to get there. I'll give you an example. So this person who wanted to have this small box gym, maybe 3,000 square feet, maybe he's making $190,000 a year, but he has to work 10 hours a day and he's, you know, he's got seven employees, but in his goal, he has no employees. He only has to work three hours a day from a laptop anywhere in the world. He's in a horrible relationship with a woman he doesn't love anymore. But his goal is to be with maybe alone or maybe with a different someone and not to have no employees and to have $10 million in the bank and to do all stuff. So is he doing the right thing now to achieve that end goal? No, he's moving in the wrong direction. Hmm. 
So if you're doing these things and you're having some success, that's fine. But if it's not giving you the exact path that's necessary to be the ultimate ideal average day, then you're wasting your time. You're moving in the wrong direction or you're staying the same. Well, technically, there's no staying the same. You're either allowing yourself to get worse or you're getting better. Because everything, everyone else is moving in one direction or the other. So basically, I'm not trying to beat this to death here, but you have to do this. And it's kind of a fun exercise, too. And I swear to you, since I have done this, my life has changed tremendously. And the thing is, it keeps modifying. So it's not a matter of, you know, like people go, okay, boom, now you're successful. Congratulations, you've arrived. (laughs) That doesn't happen. It's not that way. There's always another point to get to. There is always refinement along the way. Your goals, your values, your dreams, your support system, the person in your life, global economics, technology changes, all you know, opportunities come and go, some remain. And you have to take all that into consideration as you're constantly reevaluating and refining along the way. But I think what happens is sometimes people get detracted. You know, they have that bright, shiny object syndrome squirrel, yeah. Yeah. right? And that really is the dream crusher. And you have to, and a lot of times those are the low-level tasks and the majoring and minor things, those bright, shiny objects. You have to hold the vision. And here's the thing, too. Part of that is hubu, highest use and best use of your time, hubu. So you ask yourself, I do this every day, you guys. I say, in my hubu, am I using my highest use and best use of my time? Is this what's going to reach my goal? Is this going to move me in the direction I need to be? Is this how I want to spend my life? Am I as happy as I can be? Am I as fulfilled? Is that meal taste as good as it should have been? It doesn't make yourself, you're not doing this to the point where you're driving yourself crazy and you're like constantly aggravated. That's not the point. It's just like when you think about it, you can set a, you know, a reminder. There's all kinds of apps and stuff to set reminders, right? Yeah. So you can use this and just say, hubu, question mark. And you know what it is. No one else needs to know what it is. If they see it pop up on your phone, like, what the heck's that? It's just your reminder. Am I in my highest use and best use of my time? That's it. And if you're not, you reevaluate and stop what you're doing. Stop it, eliminate it, outsource it, automate it, delegate it. Yeah, I like that. That's it. And then keep moving and then you keep refining, refining, refining. And the big challenge that people have with that hubu and delegation is they're control freaks. And here's a weird thing. You asked for a quote. Here's another one. To have total control is also having the ability to let go of control. Mm. And that's a weird, weird concept. And so here's what I mean. I love that. Very zen. Yeah, because if you have so much control, I'm so controlling, controlling, you have to control everything. But you also have the control to let it go because I'm so in control of how I feel about stuff. I have the ability to let go of things. So letting go of control is exhibiting a higher level of control. Wow. I love that. Very counterintuitive, but (laughs) at the same time, it makes so much sense because if you're overtaken by your need to control things, then how in control are you? Not very. So, and John, thank you so much for giving that example of mapping out the way your ultimate average day should be or what you want it to be and then reverse engineering it from there. Because John, man, that's your living proof of that. You go and train martial arts one or two times a day and you've got so much going on. You've got houses in different places in the US and you know, you just have this great thing going and I know you have a wife and you guys are partners and you both are just crushing it together. And so you're living that. So regardless of what you think John said about having that ultimate average day, the mapping it out and writing all those details. John's living it right now. And if you're not living your ultimate average day, then man, start doing things to first of all, figure it out 
so you know exactly what you want and then reverse engineering it from there. How much money do you need to do that? How much work do you need to do? And all the other details. John, that was such a powerful point there and powerful exercise that guys can go do right now and start figuring out what it is, what the hell they want. Um, <laughs> well, the thing is, you'll be blown away with how fast the changes come in your life when you follow these simple steps. And I didn't give you all the specifics of what you should do. I mean, these are fundamental guidelines because sure. it's up to your values, your goals, your dreams, your support system, your resources. And, and to some extent where you live geographically, although the internet has leveled that a lot for us, in six months from right now, you can be, have a completely different life that is very rewarding, not exhausting, very fulfilling and uplifting. And I believe it was Napoleon Hill that said this, but this is really true. If you help enough people get what they want, you will get exactly what you want in life. I think it was Napoleon Hill. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong on that. So go out and decide rather than you think about how can I pay my bills? You can think about how can I help other people pay their bills rather than I'm going to drop 20 pounds. It's like, how can I inspire a hundred other people to drop 20 pounds? Well, while I get in shape, maybe, you know, maybe you do like, you know, team and training kind of thing and you inspire other people do something for charity while you get in shape and then you're doing it for a greater cause and it gives you something to really stand up for. There's a lot of different ways to, to leverage your emotions to get more done while you serve more people. And if you do that and the more people you help, the more it will help yourself. It just works that way. It's just one of those things. Yeah. And you get a little bit of that helper's high too, right? Helper's high. I've never heard of that. I like it. Yeah. You know, it's that people really get revved up when they help other people. And that's why I'm doing this podcast. And that's got to be in part why you do what you do, John, because, you know, you've helped so many people. You've personally helped me. And, you know, you're just a living example of all that and just how far you've come and everything that you've accomplished. So, Thank you so much for being here today and sharing all that knowledge and wisdom and most importantly, your time. I really appreciate it. And I know everyone listening has just got their paradigm shifted a little bit more to the type of mindsets they really need to have if they want to get what it is that they want out of life. So John, could you give yourself a plug and any last words you'd like to say to the listeners? Well, thanks for the opportunity to share uh, this information with you. It really is a lot of fun for me. I hope that you've gleaned some nuggets that allow you to enhance your life in one way or another. I have a lot of cool information on my website, my blog, johnspencerellis.com, johnspencerellis.com. There's uh, a lot of free videos, great articles, stuff for business, health, wellness, personal development, entrepreneurial assessment tools, all kinds of cool stuff. So, you know, I'm more than happy to help in any way I can. And here's the big takeaways. Stay away from negative people, right? Those fun suckers, dream stealers, stay away from them. Think big and plan out your ideal average day and work backwards. Wow. There you go. That's simple. Start doing it, guys. John, thank you so much. And I'm looking forward to talking to you again. You've reached the end of another episode of the Alpha Man Project. Connect with us at alphamanproject.com. Your feedback is really important to us. It helps us learn, develop, and most importantly, improve our podcast for you. Give us a review on iTunes and receive a free grocery shopping list and four-week muscle-building workout. See you next episode.